from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. And that's good. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Young, Vince Noble, Bill George, and Slick hanging out with you on this beautiful Saturday morning. Hope you're having a good time recovering from... Uh, what happened uh, this past week? We hope you had a wonderful and fabulous Thanksgiving with friends and family or wherever it is that you were doing it. I know some of you are working out there, and uh, I know that some of you are probably not awake even at this moment because of your Black Friday uh, adventures yesterday. <laughs> Again, let me reiterate, make it easy on yourself. Go to BigAndWild.com, BigAndWild.com. If you got an outdoors person in your life, male, female, child, or adult, it doesn't matter. Uh, you can go find some really great things that you can buy right there through BigAndWild.com. Just scroll through the pages. If you're a barbecuer, an outdoor cooker, if you like to go sleep outdoors, if you like to uh, buy ammunition or you need parts or anything for your firearms or anything like that, you need some fishing shirts, you need a Bubba Blade, you can go find that all right there at BigAndWild.com. It's pretty easy-peasy. I know you did some shopping looking got yourself a 7-incher. I know that Bill George yes, was looking at some of the grills that we have on the barbecue uh, link that we have there. There's all kinds of good rubs and woods and cookers and all that kind of stuff. If you want something big, they'll send it right to you. And if you don't want to go to the store and get a good steak, you can get it there too. Dude, have you seen the steaks oh, that are on there? I'm drooling. I want one so bad. <clears throat> Scroll up a little bit and you'll see that the uh, you want to go see some uh, crazy stuff. That's where I learned about the carrot-finished beef. I've never heard of that before in my entire life. See that little tiny one right there? The black mark go up above the G&B gator right there? Right there. Click it. What does that say? Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Holy Grail steak. Look at this. If you're uh, a steak connoisseur... Uh, you really, really want to go check it out and look up the uh, carrot-finished beef. Can I, I, I've I, never heard of it before, but it's supposed to be fabulously well, delicious. What's a Wagyu? Wagyu. Wagyu. Wagyu beef? Wagyu yeah, is beef it good? is amazing. Yeah. Because I look, when you got two countries selling the same kind of... <laughs> it's a cattle that's taken care of with a lot of fat within the muscle it's structure. Very, uh, it's life-changing. Right. <laughs> can you right, get, well, can you get to... venison there? Uh, oh, it's beef, no. Bill. It's, it's beef. It's steaks. Come on, Bill. It's not... steak, and they do have some. Uh, he felt some... left out from the football talk, and now he's got to bring it back to his deer. They yeah. do have some pork up there. Well, you're, you don't have to what? worry about venison. You're in Pennsylvania, so you'll be killing lots of deer. You're all good. Them big fat Pennsylvania porkers up there. Two hundred thirty pound deer. They're not two hundred thirty pound deer. I got woods deer. I got forest deer. I don't have farmland deer where I'm hunting. Okay, so well, what's the difference? Well, that's not my fault. You can't get <laughs> in a truck and drive over to Earl Thompson's place. And, I could. I could. Well, well there you go. Well, what's <laughs> the beef here? We love you, Bill, but you got to stop getting angry about the beef. What's the beef, man? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I wanted to know if they had venison. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to know if they had venison. The, you know, venison, there's plenty of places you can find venison out there. I mean, if you really need it that bad, you can... Buy it from uh, Brady Ranch. You can buy access there, there for them. There is a lot of places now going and selling venison and other what what that type of game. People are buying it quite a bit. Some of it is cheaper than beef. That's one of the reasons why. I mean, seriously, some of the farm raised uh, deer, the exotics, and things like that are uh, some places you can find it cheaper than beef. Seriously, there is, there is a place over 
uh, right by 27, Hain- just south of Haines City, in between Haines City and Winter Haven, there's a guy over there who has a bunch of water buffalo. Really? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. That's good eats right that, there. That, that's one of those places where you don't want to cross that fence. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah. hey, uh, there's a heck of a fishing pond. We're going to go pond. buffalo tipping. There's a heck of a fishing pond out there in the middle. If you can make it, <laughs> you might catch some catfish out there, but good luck. Well, with uh, all your hunting and all your you're killing your venisons and uh, wild water buffalo, don't forget uh, Al over there at Wild Al's. Al's Wild Meats? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, I like Wild Is he finally Al. open today? Like, I, like I know w- he's been out for the week. No, he's open. He's he's doing a, a you know, I think they were closed on Thanksgiving, and uh, I'm, I think that if you needed to get uh, your deer processed, it better have gotten there before, uh, before Wednesday the, would probably yeah. be my, my guess on it for last week. But uh, before we uh, took off on the last hour, I, I mentioned the uh, poor gentleman who decided to make a wrong decision. And uh, first off, he was poaching. And second of all, he decided to run towards the water in South Africa, and a crocodile took him out. Uh, I I bring it up because in uh, Australia, they also have crocodiles, and this one is a success story. So this one is a good a good story for the crocodile or the person for the for the human, <laughs> the human. This uh, gentleman who went unnamed by the Australian press, they didn't want to give him any uh, any uh, credit. Credit for what he did, but he was a 60-year-old guy, so let's just start with that one. And he went out to go do some fishing for the day, and he went along a bank of a river. With the, uh, it's the McIver River, and um, there was a bull standing there next to the water. Big uh, piece of cattle, speaking of beef, standing there, and it was a spot where he wanted to fish. So he kind of shooed off the, the bull and went to where the bull was previously standing, and before he could even throw a line in the water, a crocodile who was obviously eyeballing the bull snatched this guy by the by the legs and literally started dragging him into the water, and he managed to grab onto a branch on a uh, tree next to him, held on for as long as he could uh, while the crocodile was trying to drag him in the water, and he eventually let go. And he thought, this is it. This is the end of, of uh, Mr. 60-year-old. But no. But no. He was a smart man. And he pulled out his trusty pocket knife. Right in the eyeball. And literally bit himself in half, pulled himself up by his knees, and started just hammering away on the top of this crocodile with his pocket knife. Good for it. Did it work? It I want worked. to get the brand of that pocket knife. I, you know what? Do you remember last, what was it? Two years ago, the guy <laughs> killed a, a rabid a coyote that attacked him. He did it with a benchmade. It leaped. I mean, did the whole leap, and he was like in a movie. He had the benchmade out, and he giggity in the neck and in the ribs, and uh, the coyote fell on the ground, <laughs> did a couple of circles, and it was over. But this gentleman here, he said the animal grabbed him by both feet, tempted to drag him, and while he was doing it, he grabbed the branch. I uh, had him by the boots, basically. He kind of slid down his legs a little bit and had him by the boots. And the uh, guy reportedly got his pocket knife out, began to stab the beast repeatedly in the head, and it finally eventually let go of him, and he scrambled back to shore to safety, made it back to his vehicle, made a phone call. They met him at the big road and met him with an ambulance, took him to the hospital and treated him for injuries, but he is alive and well. Good thanks, for him. Thanks to his, this is why you should never be. I don't care where you are oh, without your trusty pocket knife. You know what mine's at? Sadly, it's on the dresser. 
I forgot it this morning. Yeah. Well, you know what? I guess we won't be able to do the stunt where we set Vince up against that coyote I've got in the back. <laughs> Tied him to the tree. We're going to see who wins. I'll bite him back. Bill George, you don't even carry a pocket knife, do you? Not, re- not usually. What, what, why, what's wrong with you, man? I mean, you know, you got to be ready for anything. Because he carries a machete. Right, listen. Well, he's probably got it in the back of the truck. It, if I can make it to the car, anything's fair game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you got to dig through it. I know there's a machete and an axe in here somewhere. I just have to move the deep fat fryer and the uh, heating coil hold, hold and on, the refrigerator. Black hold on, Black Bear. Time out. Time out, Bear. I'll, I'll Time out. I got to get in the truck real quick. Hold on. I'll be with you in just a second. Dude, I don't no. go. I don't go anywhere. And you know what? It, it, once it, once you develop that reputation as a guy who always has a pocket knife when you're at work, you always hear the conversation. Does anybody got a pocket knife? Braden's got one. I mean, it's always that guy. Yeah, Braden's got his. You've always had it for, I probably, I've known you for how long? A million and a half years, 30 always, years, 25, always, 30 years. I had one. I had always. to quit carrying while I was here. I was working on the promo team, and I used to carry one of my my multi-tools from the Army with me, and it we, so many times we used it. But somebody uh, that I worked with felt unsafe, and so my boss lady was like, yo, you gotta, you gotta, you can't do that. You've got to be kidding That's, me. I'm telling you, that's the conversation I've had. Were they 23 millennial? Uh, something like that. When yeah. I was uh, when I was on the uh, on the morning show and stuff, and we would do all the promotions and everything, and you'd eventually get some promotion kid to run over and go, "Hey, they said you got a pocket knife. Can I borrow it?" And I'd go, I'd whip it out of my pocket, and I'd go, "Wait a minute, what are you going to use it for?" <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, I got to cut some zip ties off or whatever." That's what I, I like, use this one for. I was like, "Fine, okay, just bring it back. It better not be chipped." Uh, if I see you digging or, or cutting a piece of metal with it, we're gonna have bad, we're gonna have problems here. So, <laughs> I was very cautious about who I loaned it out to. Actually, I need to come see you at the store. I, I need to buy a new one. Bill George is supposed to come get a fact. Mm-hmm. Do you need me to try to get one of those for you for uh, Christmas? Now that I've ruined the uh, Hawaiian shirt deal. Yeah. Oh sure, yeah. Just sure. just have uh, that laser engraved gator done on there. Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna do that. We have to wait till. Uh, when do we do that? That's a customer appreciation. We do that where they do the laser engraving on the benchmates. It does that occasionally there. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if we'll be doing it on Black Friday, but I can check it out. I, I mean, I, I I need mean one. past Black Fridays or whatever. I need a good one. Do you need what kind? Just uh, an just, opener just or a good one? What What's good? <laughs> better than mine. A knife, <laughs> a knife better is than a mine tool. is good. A knife is a tool, and and different jobs have different things. Well, Bill, I'm I not going to carry 35 if, knives. I need it all purpose, all general. Have you seen the back of his truck? He's got a tool for everything, so it's yeah. to him Dude, it's a different thing. The back of his thing. truck is ridiculous. I actually want to take a picture of it and put it on the Big and Wild page. You should. So are, you, those decoy, so, are those decoys still in there? No. Is the ladder stand still in there? Yes. Okay. <laughs> is the turkey feed still in the dash? In the glove box. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this is gnarly. what we're talking about. Well, the ones that were on the dash aren't there, but when I went to go find something in the glove box, there was a set <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine what's living in that truck? N- no. Nothing's <laughs> living in the truck. <laughs> well, the decoys, I think, are starting to you know come to life. Even there, may, there may be some. Well, I take may- that back. The ones that were in the orange bag aren't there, but they're, I'm sure since turkey season wasn't that long ago i'm sure there's probably at least one dsd still in there lord hear my prayer <laughs> and you know what why take it out because he's going to be using it in five months anyway you we know what i turn. mean it's like uh you know it's like gator season 
Why do I take all this stuff out when I know I'm going to be using it in five months? Remember the old game, like, count the jelly beans in the yeah, jar? Yeah, no, I'm telling you, we, we can have the big and wild promo contest let's, right now. What's in? You could win something out of Bill let, George's truck let, if you can guess what it let, is let in there. Tell you. How many items are inside the truck? <laughs> this, this is the funniest thing. Game Warden comes up. Do you mind if I search your vehicle? Good luck. Not at all. Open up the back door. Open up the side What's door. In- I says... Just get it back in. And they, they, they stare into the abyss. So this is how like, he keeps his truck clean. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. we're good. <laughs> Jeez. More, yeah, than, I, more than one occasion. It's not like they can go dig around in there and go, is that what I think? What is What is that? You know, I mean, it's, well, the thing is. That's how you organize it every year? You just well, wait for an the, FWC uh, officer to pull you over and reorganize everything? Yeah, well, every once in a while I have to clean it out. But it We definitely need to do a giveaway. I, I like this idea. I don't know. I, I, I think it's an impossibility, to be but honest it, with you. Yeah, it's gonna be Bill George will pay one fine is. to the FWC if you can correctly guess every item he's got in that truck. It's not gonna happen. All right, <laughs> we, uh, when we come back from break, we'll do a little uh, poacher talk. Yours is in Idaho, mine's in Michigan, and uh, I think I got yours yours beat by a mile. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back, you guys. Welcome back, everybody. It is uh, Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Bill, and Slick hanging out with you on Saturday morning. We appreciate you tuning in this morning. Uh, let's get right into it because I don't know how long yours is, but mine's two pages. So I told you I got you beat when it comes to poacher talk. <laughs> Good that lord! They're probably just reading the rules in half of your pages. No, uh-uh. well, this I is mostly violations. The main points, my my god! Main points. This there's so many main points in this story. You're gonna they're, just they're your head's gonna potatoes, freak. man. No, they weren't poaching potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. I was poaching eggs. There, there is a law about stealing oranges. Do you know how many And watermelons. Oranges? What is that going to do with potatoes <laughs> in Idaho? And grapefruits and strawberries. How many oranges can you make You can't take them across state lines. <laughs> now, this guy here, and is this is an Idaho. Actually, it's two guys. They, they tromp through not one, not two, but four private properties. To go shoot themselves a white-tailed deer. Why would you do that when 90% of Idaho is public land? I mean, They said it's trophy size. Okay, yeah, all right, hold on. I'm kind of going to give them this one because if it's trophy size. Oh, come on. There's no excuse. Here's the problem, though. They're still looking for the guys. They got them on a far, a cam, like really far away cam. You can tell it was two guys with a red ATV out in the middle of the field, but they really can't make out who the guys were. So, actually, Idaho police and Idaho uh, game warden, they're looking for these guys right now. I tell you, one of the things that uh, will help out law enforcement so much is if uh, they get that up on social media. It's I, it's I amazing how many people have been caught through social media these days. Uh, either You know, because the FWC, I know that they monitor that stuff. Uh, they do it quite regularly. There, there is actual departments for that yeah and uh a lot of people will do that i mean the 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 shark dragon kids i mean look how they started it was a video on facebook Uh, and go watch wild tuna or whatever it is how do they kill yeah these guys that are actually they're looking for they're not they're not seasoned hunters these are actually uh in their mid-20s 
So it was out of season. All right, you, you know what? I was giving you for the trophy buck, but if it's an out of season it, thing. No, no, no. They're not seasoned hunters. Oh, okay. They're, they're young. They're in their 20s. Oh, okay. So, so they're, they're 20-year-old kids. Hey, they don't care. They could be 10 years into their hunting career. Bill, that they, is true. They ain't old like you, bro. I'm just trying to say they're not as, as seasoned. They they're, don't know the rules. They probably don't care. Well, they I think I, I think that's the most important thing you said was yeah. they don't care. They don't care. Did they did they not catch the guys? But how did they find the deer? They uh, they got them on camera. That's what I'm saying. They so, got the guys on camera, but it's not a clear camera. You can see the guys. You can see the ATV, and then you can see the the deer. Did they get the deer? They got the deer. So right, on the so camera, let's check the taxidermy shops now. When that deer right, comes or in, or the processing plants, or whomever. But I never, doubt it. That'll they, never make it to a processor. No, it'll no. be right in the backyard. Let's cut them up. You know, nah. and, uh, put if, them you're, in the if you're poaching, it's uh, you're not gonna go take it and do try to do the legitimate. Unless you're in a state that doesn't have a tag system. That's a, that's American right there, though. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just sad. Do the right thing, man. Just do it. If you're gonna do it, do it right. So yours is uh, a paltry uh, poacher. Story compared to oh yeah my two pages. It's, All right, hold it, on. You got nap time music. Event, event story. Say what? Do you have some nap time music? Because it's gonna be a long one. I wish. Police investigating a domestic violence complaint back in October discovered nine poached bucks in a barn located in Decatur. The Michigan Department of Natural Resources conservation officers determined the illegal trophy deer belonged to a previously convicted felon who is suspected of driving his truck through fields and shining and shooting deer. Uh, Justin Ernst, 33 years old, of Decatur, faces up to $59,500 in reimbursement to the state. It convicted of more than one dozen violations that he's charged with. <clears throat> Ernst had prior DNR conviction back in 2018 for illegally taking or possessing white-tailed deer. Previously, felon charges on Ernst included possession of methamphetamine Jeez. and ecstasy. Third degree felling, uh, fleeing a police officer, and a third offense felony operating a vehicle under the influence of liquor. Yeah, you definitely got my story true. I don't think so because they caught his guys. We haven't found yours. Uh The 15 DNR charges pending against Ernst right now include two counts of firearm possession by a felon, two felony firearms violations, one count of hunting with a revoked hunting license, one count of applying for and or obtaining a hunting license when ineligible and nine counts of taking game illegally. In October 17th, not that long ago, the DNR conservation officer uh, received a tip from the Michigan State Police that while troopers were investigating a domestic violence complaint against Ernst, several deer were seen in the barn where Ernst spends time. <laughs> the homeowner told the conservation officers that Ernst was believed to be under the influence of methamphetamine, they also told him that he often stayed out all night, and the next morning, that's usually when they would find some new bucks hanging in the barn. Receiving the homeowner's permission to search anywhere, uh, the two officers located the and seized eight illegal bucks in the barn, five ten-pointers, and three eight-pointers. Two days later, the officers received another tip from the DNR reporting all poaching hotline that Ernst had been arrested on October 18th, uh, being held in the Van Buren County Jail for his domestic violence charge. The tipster also reported that there was another buck hanging in the barn. So while the troopers were investigating the domestic violence, 
before they went back and arrested him the next day for that. <laughs> he went and got another one. He went out that <laughs> night and shot another deer. Listen, this is my advice. If you're going to poach them, don't age them. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my advice. Just don't poach. Uh, Just don't get caught. The, I mean, what? The officers returned back to the residence again, receiving permission yet again from the homeowner to search the barn, and they located a nine-point that appeared to have been shot within the past 48 hours. On October 20th... Oh, come on. There's more? Yes. Page, but wait. The officer There's exec- more. The, the officers executed a search warrant, and the officers also discovered two shotguns, a crossbow, a bloody crossbow bolt in the bed of Ernest's vehicle, a cell phone that didn't work, and a hell-held spotlight located under the driver's seat of his vehicle. Ernst is actually free on bond and is scheduled to reappear in court December 20th. How much you want to bet he's going to have another deer hanging in the barn by then? Oh, he's probably got one now. What are you talking about? At least he wasn't shooting them with a gun. He was shooting them with the bow. And a shotgun. And a shotgun. Oh, that, that's, a, that's a positive outlook on it, Bill. I, I actually reduced, I reduced this story down to a page and a half. Because literally they went on to describe well, well, what he was doing at night when he would be high on methamphetamine. Well, that's why I was wondering if the ecstasy came in play, but only the meth. The fur so nice. <laughs> when, he was, when he was He's just <laughs> laying up against the dead deer. This is amazing. But he was literally going out at night high on meth, driving at high speeds through farmers' fields where these deer were located and would run up on them with a shotgun and blast them out, out the window. And when they knocked one down, he'd right, throw it in the I back of the truck for style. and then go to another farmer's field and spotlight him, see him out there, and go full bore and go in the truck and shotgun him there. And that is uh, like crazy. I give him points for style, though. Like, if you're going to run, run up on him, like, riding along and trying to aim out the window while driving through a field, I give him points. I don't give him any points. I don't give him any points for anything. I mean, you're stealing from everybody. I mean, those are trophy bucks, literally... That, so, that will never go anywhere. Yeah, that's just wrong. No, plus, so, don't know how long they've been hanging for the most part, so chances are the DNR is not going to donate the meat or anything. They're going to be destroyed. And that's the sad part. And uh, this guy, why is it when whenever you see a poacher story or you hear it for 90% of the time, they find them either with pot or they're oh. drunk or they're high out there and they're going out to go shoot deer? Yeah, you turn around, you watch some of those FWC weekly law enforcement things it's amazing how many people they are busting where the minor infraction is the one where they're hunting where they're not supposed to be but they're got drugs on them they're drunk they're felling with a felling with a firearm with a firearm hunting in a closed area out of season yeah I don't know. I, I just kind of want to go on to it. Like, Second Amendment shall not be infringed. There are certain felonies I think that you should be able to have your firearms rights back. Yeah. Well, that one there, this guy should never he be should able be put to. Away from but him. he also, he already doesn't. He's already a felon in possession of a firearm. Yeah. And he's not afraid to go get use somebody but, else's ID and get a, a hunting license. But I got a question for you. Is, it a, is a shotgun for sure a firearm? Yes. Yes, why not? It creates but, fire and it's off your arm. But we got to go. We got to take a break. You could have a shell that you, you turn it into a muzzleloader. Well, Stop. you could do that. Or if you want to be crazy, you could fill it with rocks, too. But it still fires it out the end of the game. Not yeah. No, no. Oh, wait. We're going to have this discussion when we come back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. It's going to get ugly in here, so stay close.
And here we go. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. When last we left Bill George, we were in a heated discussion of a shotgun not being a firearm. And immediately Vince jumped all over him during the break. And I said, save it, <laughs> save it for the show. Oh, Hang on. So uh, welcome back to uh, shotgun or not firearm chat. Bill. Yeah. Bright boy. Does it not shoot anything out of a gun? Does it not come something come out of a Does barrel? a shotgun have a shoot a projectile? Yes. Does a muzzleloader produce a shot? Uh, uh, smooth to spit it out. Yes. Does yes. It, okay. So what's the difference? They're both firearms. Yeah. No, no, how no, how do you? Because how, because the definition of a firearm is a rifle, pistol, or other portable gun. Yeah, but what can a felon use? Crossbow. They Air gun. Use, they can use, use a muzzleloader too. A BB gun. As long as it's. But where where it does differ, and they cannot use it, even though there are adapters that will turn, like a, a this is an FWC argument. Uh, uh, it, there is a there is a adapter that you can put like in a single shot shotgun that will make it a muzzleloader. It takes a two hundred nine primer, and you actually load it. And they are you are allowed to use that in muzzleloading season. Okay, but for a convicted felon. They can't technically use that because a felon can use period-style firearms. They'd have to use a percussion cap, a period, flintlock, a period, that type of which, stuff. Which period? Like 1742 or, you know, today? It has so, to. He just described it to you. It can't yeah. be like an inline using right. a so 209 he, primer yeah. and pyrodex pellets and all that. So not to say that you couldn't put pyrodex pellets in a firearm that fires traditionally a, a cap, but chances of it igniting are going to be pretty slim to none. Yeah. It's not enough, not enough flame to get that thing going. Right. If he's using traditional black powder or flintlock or anything like that, then yes, you can use it that way. But oh. an inline, because you got to remember, uh, anything that's electronically fired in the state of Florida is not recognized as a black powder gun, and the uh, 209 primer, an inline, is considered to be a modern firearms but so. you can have a scope because scopes were actually back in period yes they were all right so according to the internet which we know is never wrong we talked about that earlier today <laughs> <laughs> a muzzle loader is a is a, any firearm to which the projectile propellant charge is loaded from the muzzle so there you go right there in the definitions of firearm quit trying to fwc this whole argument no he, he has a point the, the, the fact that it is that firearm, there's two different categories of those types of firearms. Three but types. wasn't the quote, yeah. a shotgun's not a firearm? Yeah, that's what I that was. That's what I was heard. It. Well, so he was just throwing that out there to be... As uh, far com- as the felon is concerned. As a felon is concerned. Uh, so okay. uh, a shotgun is a firearm. It would Correct. be... But now he pointed out that you can actually take a black powder rifle, yeah, and, a smoothbore, and use it as a shotgun. And and, and if it was a, a gun of period... He, he might still be okay. So, in other words, he could go out there with a blunderbust, a flintlock blunderbust, and he's got a scatter gun that yeah. you could be able to hunt with. Actually, my brother has that gun. I, well, I, he's still, a pirate, sure. I still think that it's it's still a firearm, regardless it, whether you put it, it, put is, it in there. But it is not precluded from a felon using it to hunt with. But the, 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 the big thing that, that happens to most people who are convicted of a felony that own a firearm that actually still participate in hunting they think that they look at a modern inline one and that's where they get into trouble because you look at a modern inline like that one that you're looking at there where the breech breaks open and you put yeah. a 209 primer on it. That one there, they think, well, it's a black powder rifle, but it's not a black powder rifle that be. you can possess is and, what Bill George is And, and there is a year, and I don't know the year off the top of my head, 
but there is a year in which the the gun must be a period. Eighteen hundreds is usually if you just go anything within the eighteen hundreds and early nineteen hundreds is gets kind of iffy because uh, they'd still had some, but then by most time it was uh, metallic cartridges that they everybody went to. So and the two hundred nine primer and all that stuff is still pretty modern. It was a modern gun, and then you had another one like I pointed out quickly was that electronic firing one. I think Ruger made it. Uh, was it Ruger? I can't remember. I don't TC. remember. TC. Uh, they made it where it actually created a spark like your barbecue grill when you hit the little button. Oh, yeah, and yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. a spark. Yeah, yeah. It would make a spark in the back of it, and it was electronic. It had a battery in it, and it would fire the, the, the Pyrodex pellets or and fire the gun. So you didn't even have to put a primer on it. It, would, it was electronically fired. Well, FWC was, I think Florida was like the first state that said, nope. Nope, that's a that's an in case uh, you can't do that. That doesn't fall under the muzzle, the traditional black powder, and it's considered an electronic firing muzzle loader. So it's mine. Shall modern. not be infringed. Where have I heard that? Still, still a firearm. Yeah, still a firearm. Shall There's not a... be infringed until you're a felon. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm uh, not going to be a felon, so I'm not worried then, about. Then it. all things share. Well, you're not dead yet. You never know. What are you trying to say? I'm not saying anything. I think out of all four of us in this room. (laughs) (laughs) The Sicilian. Sicilian. (laughs) Actually, a Sicilian, that would be traditionally a shotgun. uh, It's not a shotgun. It's not a firearm. It's It's a boomstick. It's a different thing. But you you could have people who are felons. You think of things. There are people who have had a business partner mess up on taxes and you sign them and next thing you know you're a felon because you you were part of that taxes. Well that's what I'm saying is that's why we need and to look certain, at certain felons. Correct. It and, says shall and, the second amendment says shall not be infringed. But those there, those that's why we have lawyers. There are lawyers out there who will take your case if you are a convicted felon and it was something that is uh not under a certain umbrella. Uh, a person like what Bill George pointed out, he could go through the process and actually go through the courts and it could actually be overturned and they can reverse that to where he could actually get his rights back to own a firearm and, and also be able to vote and vote. all the other things that, that come along with it. We get that question quite a bit in gun shops. They're like, well, you know, I, I was convicted of when they, especially when you get around the, the, when they make them nervous is when you go, everybody gets a background check. Doesn't matter if you got a concealed weapons permit doesn't matter if you're a law enforcement officer. The, uh, it doesn't uh, matter. Uh, 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 well, well, how long does that's it? when people will usually get honest with you, and they're filling out the 4473, and they go, okay, it says here um, convicted of a, of a domestic violence uh, kind of thing. I spent a night in jail after my wife beat the crap out of me or something. I was never convicted of it, but... You know, and they give you their explanation. I go, well, you can try to run the background check, and if it doesn't come back and you get failed, that's probably why you didn't get it, and you can appeal it. You, we give you a form. You can go to the FDLE. You can explain it all to them. They'll research it. They'll go through the background and make sure that it's correct, and then they may offer you a, a an approval. I mean, you get there's three things. You got right. flat out denied. You've got non-approval which you, in most cases you can appeal, and then you've got approved. That's the only three choices that you get from the FDLE. And they never tell us why. You know, when you get the guy who's standing there going, well, why did I, why did I not get to the background check? I, go, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't go, hey, by the way, keep that guy there while the cops are on the way. You know, they don't, they don't <laughs> say these things to you. It comes up on a computer screen. 
denied, non-approval, are approved. That's every, it. So let's say this. Every time I go, I, I want to buy I buy a gun at your shop, I already get my background check. Every time do I come in, do I have to get a new background check yes, with you? every single time. Every time. Yep, yep every wow. single time. And even uh, even if I have, let's say, my concealed carry, is that does that help any? There are certain states out there, I think. You that, still have to have a background check. Okay. And the reason why, and I explain this to people who get kind of miffy about that, and they go, well, I got a concealed weapons permit. I'm supposed to stick it that day. I don't have to do a background check. When did you receive your, uh, your uh, concealed weapons permit? Well, I've had it for three years. Well, a lot can happen between the day you got it and today. So I don't know if a week ago you were in a drunk tank after a DUI or a domestic or whatever it is, and you could be pending in court, so you have to do a background check. So even if, I, like, let's say I came in last week and bought a gun, and I came in the, the following Monday, you just did a background check a week ago, you have to do it? Again? Here's the only exception. If you, let's say it's five days. In Hillsborough County, it's five days. Right. So you buy it on Monday. Monday, you know, you got Monday, Tuesday. Usually it starts the day after is what we do, or the date of purchase. So the way you do that, weekends don't count, holidays don't count, which a lot of people buy, you know, on Black Friday or whatever, and they think they can pick it up on Monday or Tuesday, and it's like, no, weekend doesn't count, so we'll see you on Friday. You know, it's one of those things. The only time where you can do that is if you purchase a firearm that day, okay, while your background check is being done and you're approved, and it's approved, when right. you come to pick up that gun on five days later, and you go, you know, I was looking at that Ruger LCP. I want to go ahead and buy that too. You can add that to the forty-four seventy-three, so it's covered under that forty-four seventy-three. So right. if you buy two more guns right then and there, or more, I mean, you can do a multi-gun purchase, which you immediately have to let law enforcement know about that. They have to know how many guns. If this guy's buying thirteen guns and walking out of the store with them. <clears throat> for the most part, three, and then you have to do a multi-gun. But anyway, on that day that you're picking up your gun, if you go, I want to go ahead and buy that LCP, you can put that on that 4473. But if it's the day okay. after, if you wait to the day after and you go, you know, I was looking at that when I came in to pick up my gun the other day, I want to go ahead and get that. Now you have to do the process all over again. Fair enough. So, all right. I mean, that that you're right. It is pretty that, well, that, that, that's, that's the security that we need. To, like, a lot of people don't think you go through these background checks. You talk to most of these anti-gun nuts out there, and they're like, oh, what? We need background checks and stuff like that. No, if, th if this is the process, this is a good process. Like he says, it doesn't matter what you have or what you're bringing with you. Agreed. You will go through this process. And the thing is, is that if it's... I know you hear those stories. They're like, you could go in and buy a, a weapon of mass destruction in five minutes. I wish. Yes, yes you can. But... That is, if you have your concealed weapons permit and you pass the background check. Now, it may be more than five minutes because they may be backlogged or they may be well, overwhelmed. Uh, well, that's, I think that's where you're getting in semantics, where you're arguing, well, yeah, I can go buy one, but I'm not walking out the door with it. Yeah. Exactly. There, there chances also, are it's very slim that you get to walk in and in five minutes you're walking out with a gun. And, and those people are also the same people that you're going to go talk to. You're going to buy it from the street. You're not going to go to a legit place and get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, come on now. Well, that's true. And if you're a legitimate What's wrong person. With the street? Huh? What's wrong with the street? Bill, go Bill, back to sleep. I, yeah. <laughs> You've been well, checked you, out for I, the last I hate to say minutes. this, but you make it sound like a bad thing, but in the state of Florida, transfer of a firearm between two individuals in the same state is perfectly legal. Yeah. But do, I, do they have to go through the checks there, too? Nope. No. And no. see, so yeah, that's the problem. They should have to go well, through the checks. Now, you can, voluntarily, you can voluntarily do that. You can say, 
uh, Vince, I want to buy your gun and you don't feel comfortable and you say, well, let's go do it through the gun shop. And so you go through the gun shop and they can go a background check and do all that stuff. Because that personally, yeah, unless I know you personally, like Braden Gunn wants to sell me your gun, I will buy your gun. Yeah. I, I think Joe Schmo off of Craigslist, I ain't buying your gun. No, bro. you you should because you should go through a gun shop because you got to get those to, uh, those uh, serial numbers transferred over into your name. Exactly. Because no, no, yeah. no, not in no. this state, not in not this here. state, not no. in not in Florida. No, there is no there is no tracking of the only people who have a record of where that gun went to the person it went to is the shop that that bought it or that had it and, and sold it to you they have the 4473 so, but it's in our constitution in the state there is no list of people with guns in the state i go back and i go and look for a background check vince came in five days ago or 10 days ago he's coming in late i go try to find his information it's already erased even on the fdle website it doesn't have his name it doesn't have any I'll tell you more about it when we come back from break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. Hurry up, we gotta go. We'll be right back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you uh, for joining us during our gun talk period. We are uh, going to start our last segment for the show. We hope you're enjoying it. And don't forget to go to bigandwild.com. If you miss anything or need to do some Christmas shopping, you can go do it right there. And uh, don't forget to uh, get mesmerized by the uh, by the uh, cam on there. And we are uh, during the whole show. squirrels right now. Uh, during the whole Looking. show, Slick's been over there going, look at the size of these squirrels. <laughs> it's huge. And we are not like any, most other shows that just turn around and give you a best of. We give you original content. That yeah. is. It's original. But uh, before, Steve Austin was mad about that. He's like, why don't you just do a best of? I don't want to do anything, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but during the break, Slick had a very good comment. He asked, you know, the question of uh, what happens if I buy a gun from you and it's uh, a murder weapon. And, uh, you know, the thing, the sad part about that is, is you're not going to find out that's a murder weapon until you drop the gun or, and they do ballistics on it and, and that kind of thing. But in most cases, I will say, I can't give you the number of 99, but I'm going to say the vast majority of people who buy from a private individual usually buy from somebody that they know or they work with or their brother-in-law or my, uh, my right. friend Vince has one, uh, slicks looking for a gun and Vince has one. And I, and I f- facilitate the sale between the two of you taking uh, his cut off the top, whatever, <laughs> but yes, no, just, that'd be Vince. But, Vince has to have a cut. <laughs> Brayden will do it for the fun of it. But now, you know, we have a lot of people who move here from other States where it's a lot more strict and it's, you know, you got to go get a permit to purchase a gun. You got to get a, a permit to own the gun. You got to get a permit to store the gun and all these other things. And they come here and they go, well, I want to buy a gun and I want to buy it for my wife for a uh, birthday. It's coming up. But does she need to fill out the paperwork because, you know, she needs to have it in her name? And I go, in the state of Florida, that's not required. And they're like, what? And they go, it's your gun. In the state of Florida, you can do whatever you want with it. It's your firearm. So if you choose to buy a, a uh, 
Creedmoor or a 308 and give it to your seven-year-old? It's his gun. There you go. Happy this birthday. This is bringing an American tear to my eye. It's <laughs> happy birthday. And it's illegal for him to buy a gun, but it's not illegal for him to possess a firearm. If, if he's in, of course, the company. See, I kind of, I kind of, I, yeah. Come on, yeah. say it. Just say it. Say it. I think there should be more of a. You are wearing blue. More of a process of. <laughs> you are wearing blue. I am wearing. <laughs> shut up. There is a process. All right, uh, let me go through the scenario. Person to person. I, I, right, I, right, I, right. Think, I think. Let, let me go through the process. Manufacturer makes a gun. Gun goes to a distributor. Distributor sends it out to the store. Okay? So that number is being tracked. I could call Ruger and say, when was this serial number blankety blankety blanking made? If I'm FDLE, I'm law enforcement. Where did it go? Well, it went to uh, Sports South in Louisiana. Okay. I call Sports South. Where did the gun go? It went to G5 Feeding Outdoors. Okay. They contact G5 Feeding Outdoors and they go, I'm doing a background check, 4473. This is the person's name or whatever it is. You guys received it on this day. Where did it go? Now we have to go through everything and all that and let them know that Vince bought this gun. He bought it this day, blah, 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 and uh, it's gone. That's as far as it goes. So now they have to go find Vince Noble, knock on your door, and say, do you have this Ruger GP100? Where is it? Do you have it? And you go, I gave it to my brother-in-law for uh, Christmas, what, 10 years ago. Okay. Now they go to their brother-in-law, and they go to him, and they say, where is the gun, the GP100 you got from Vince? And he goes, it was stolen out of my truck four years ago. There you go. If you still had the gun, then, then what's it, the problem? Shall not be infringed. And why would they even be looking I mean, for I, you? If I, I, if I sell a car, i got to sign paperwork and turn the car over with I my am, name on no, it so you can title a car. But that, if that, you, that's that, only if you want to title it. And that's, 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 title that's, it. Already, that's only if you want to title that's it. That's the government taking theirs off the top. No, actually, I think... I think this process is, is exactly what what the world, the American needs. I feel more comfortable about it now that I know it's an easy process. I see where you're saying, where you're like, uh, right, right. what if somebody I can buy does your car. something? Doesn't mean I have to go title. What if yeah. I want to cut it in half and make a couch out of it? What I if mean, I want to scrap it? Or yeah, get rid of it. I mean, it. you still have to have a title to scrap it, but yeah. But what no. I'm saying no. Is, is, no. is you got to remember this. Only no. if you scrap it at whole. Yeah. If a firearm, if a firearm is used in, to commit a crime. If it's not by the individual who purchased the gun, then they have to go backwards. They have to go back and backtrack. Where did he? Where did Earl get the gun? Where did it go to? He got it from Vince. Where did Vince get it? And and he go back that but way. I think that's where my mindset is: is the bad guys, not not the the people oh, that are doing the right. There's always going to be a bad guy with a gun, right. but there's I mean, enough there's, of, there's enough good guys with the guns that are going to counteract that, that. They're just all going to go get those uh, guns with no serial numbers and finish them themselves. Well, that, no. that, that process right there is uh, another thing that uh, is hard to do, is hard to track those. Ghost That's why guns. ghost guns are so they're freaking out and, they're, right. and all that stuff. But that doesn't matter because uh, for law enforcement, it's not that big of a deal because if you're going to take the time to build a firearm, which okay, you, you can do from scratch, which you can do from scratch, chances are you're going to make that your gun, you're going to keep it. Now, unless it gets stolen... Then you have a problem, but if it's stolen, it's now it's it's a crime anyway. So it's going to happen if it's a knife or a baseball bat or anything else. They're going to steal it. The only time where a serial number comes into play or anything is like if your gun is stolen and it's used to commit a crime, and it's dropped or whatever. Then they can go by that serial number and start the process that I just described to you, going through manufacturer, distributor, gun owner, who got it, blah 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 blah. Right. Now this is why it's so important to either a keep a track of your serial numbers 
and uh, make sure you know where that gun is going to so that you know what hands it landed into in, in the future. As for you, it's not on you. And if you don't report it, that's the bad thing. How many guns go unreported because it was my brother-in-law? Or it was my own kid, or it was my son-in-law, or it was a guy that was staying at the house, and they don't want to get them in trouble. So, the, so if I go to your shop to sell a gun between me and Vince, would you end up ha- keeping like a bill of sale on there just in case they do come to me and I go, well, no, we I sold have, it to Vince. We would have the forty-four seventy-three. We would have file. the background right. check and everything else, and we would keep All it. Right. There. That, that's that's a okay. cover your ass type of deal because if I just say, oh, I sold it to Vince, Vince, because I've never seen this gun before in my life. The only time that the government gets involved and has it is if a gun shop closes. All those 4473s have to be sent to the ATF. Now, they could compile a list of people who have guns. Now, they could do that at your address right. and all that stuff. But for the time being, for what we have right now, as long as it's going on. And here's the other sad part. If there was a fire tomorrow or there was a flood and all those 4473s are wiped out, the ATF goes, oh, well, what, what can you do? What? Oh, well. How many years are they... Require is it? We have to keep them now indefinitely. It used to be, well, I think it was two or three years, and we had to send them all. But now we're required to keep them indefinitely. So, so we could have thirty years of AT uh, of forty four seventy threes. Wow. So I mean, That's a lot it, of paperwork. Well, it's a lot of paperwork that gets eaten by rats. Gets up, you know, storage. What are you going to do? I mean, you know, sooner or later, you can run out of room. That's the cool thing about this show is, you know, every week, no matter what it is, I always walk away learning something from this show. Because you say something stupid. <laughs> That's my job, man. That's my I'm job. I'm glad I'm not the comic but, relief but I did, here. I did, want, I did want to do this. I did want to say this. I have friends of mine who will never ever sell a gun to somebody, a private individual, unless that individual has a concealed weapons permit. Because at least you know that they have Going had a background process, check yeah. and had a process. Again, it doesn't mean that they haven't done anything between the time they got it till today. So on the other hand, you need to make a at least write down a copy of it. Vince Noble, date of birth. Uh, some people will go out and say, driving a Ford Mustang, tag number, blankety blank and blank blank. Driver's license number, XYZ. Everything. So you cover right. your butt. Some people, if you pay me by check, will write that on the back of a canceled check or whatever it is so that you know there's a trail. And so if you're going to do that kind of transaction between two law-abiding citizens, cover your own butt by taking information that you're going to be in your safe or in a file somewhere or in a computer that you know will be there in case person B uses it incorrectly and they come back and haunt you. It makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. So that way you always have to go, hey, look. I sold it to this guy. This is what he was driving. Here's his driver's license number. Here's his uh, his uh, background check uh, from his uh, concealed weapons permit number. All that stuff right there. Go find your boy. Thanks, Dad, for explaining. It's just to Appreciate cover your it. own. It's just to nah. cover your own butt. I, there's probably people out there that listen to the show and don't even realize how how stringent of a process. But it's a good thing that we have somebody like ah, I'm not going to mark out to you that yeah. much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going back to this fat squirrel. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying that uh, there's ways around it, and there's also ways around. It. Now, of course, how do you, how are you going to stop the guy who's receiving stolen property and selling You're it out not. of the there, trunk of his always, car? It's always going to happen on the south side of Chicago. That it's just, it's not going hey, to happen. I'm not ashamed to be the guy on this show to go. I don't know. No, and I want to learn. You know, and if I'm out there learning, you know what? There's somebody else that listens to the show. Who is probably wondering the same thing or asking the same thing, but doesn't want to call the show? Now, see, the sad part is, is that if I tried to explain that to, as you pointed out, Slick, to people who are anti-gun and they think that it's so easy to get your hands on a firearm and stuff, 
when you explain all these processes to them, they don't want to hear it. They, no. they'll put their fingers, la, 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 you know, fingers in their ears doing their little thing because they want to continue to believe that it's an easy process that gets guns in the hands of people who are out murdering hundreds of thousands of people every single day. And that's, that's their belief. And you're not going to, you're beating your head against the wall. You're just not going to change their mind. And for the most part, because it'll be on a rare occasion that you would explain that to them, and they would go, "You know what? I didn't know that." Oh, you see the light bulb. So now, uh, yeah, and so uh, now you've changed my mind. For the hardcores, doesn't matter what you say, as long as that anything. firearm exists on the planet, it's a bad. thing. That's with anything. That's with meat. That's with fur. You know, everybody's going to have their opinion well, on it. Exactly, and uh, you know that's why you know I can't sell anything to Bill George yeah. because uh, you know. Yeah, he just keeps giving them away. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. I appreciate that. I, I turn around. There's very few that have ever turned around and made it out of my. Once I'm in possession of it, That's I kept true. it. That is except true. for one shotgun, I I gave to somebody. Oh, and I, I should bring up the fact that when they bring up, you know, look, this bank is giving away a gun, or they're giving away guns at the Ducks Unlimited, or the Friends of the Early. You have to go through the same process on that too. Yep, the same, it works wa- the same way with auctions. You don't walk that. You right. don't walk out the door without a forty four seventy three. It just doesn't happen. They'll go. You got to pick up your gun at Vince's Gun Shop, yeah. and you can do your paperwork there, and you can take your gun. Now, the thing that got me is Vince was all upset about one person selling another gun to somebody else now today, but last week when he heard B got a gun. He wasn't all that concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I was concerned, well, but I, it came from a gun shop. But now yeah, that it came one. from a good source. But now here's the other thing: that gun falls under the curios and historic firearms, where you do not have to have a background check to own it or possess it. Right. Wow. That's even crazier. So in other so words, it's a historical piece. Yeah, unless it's a machine gun. I mean, if you go get the old Browning or something like that, that was you know 1903. Uh, still You'd have to go through the process. All right, we got to wrap up the show. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we are not really here, but we will be back next weekend for sure. So if you want to hold on to your comments or questions or you want to email us, it's all right there at digandwild.com. Again, let me reiterate, uh, if you're going to do some Christmas shopping, uh, make sure you go check out bigandwild.com and click on the links if you're looking for ammo, barbecue stuff, clothing, knives, all that stuff. Uh, because a lot of it does have Cyber Monday specials going on on it as well. Before I get out of here, go get us! Noles. See you next weekend, Noles. you guys. Have fun. <laughs>